0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com/tapiphone.
1: The Mr. Beacon podcast is sponsored by Williot, scaling IoT with battery-free Bluetooth.
2: Welcome to the Mr. Beacon podcast. Wonderful to have you back. Uh, We've all been going through something that's united us, I guess, with this um, COVID lockdown. And um, that context is really informing this episode. Uh, So I'm really pleased to have Nathan Dunn, CEO of Blue Cats, Blue Cats, back on the podcast for the third time. Nathan, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me.
2: And uh, we're going to be talking about contact tracing, ultra wide band and Bluetooth. Um, and we've done something that has never, ever been done on this show before, and it was your idea. So I really appreciate your your suggestion. A lot of the time we're kind of spitballing and probing into theoretical analysis of solutions. But uh, you suggested that rather than um, talking theoretically about your ultra wideband contact tracing solution that um, i actually try it out and so uh, i was really delighted to get um, a medium-sized cardboard box which had everything <laughs> i needed to implement a contact tracing solution for our modest size uh, field office here in in san diego so that, great that, that idea was,
1: that was that, that was probably empty at the time it didn't have anyone to contact trace but <laughs> you, you get the point
2: well actually it did it did you know we're um like everyone you have to find a way of continuing and 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 we've tried to have like serialized access to the office and it just doesn't work there's too much to be done um we've got maybe a dozen people um and I wasn't expecting to have to to, to actually use it for real but we did and and I have to say, it worked great. And it's the first time I've actually played with ultra wideband uh, um, myself. And uh, um, we'll throw some images up in uh, in post of what the solution, the, the these uh, tags look like. Unless you've got one on you, mine are all all actually in the office. So uh, I've
1: got um, here, and oh. you'll you'll see it beep because I've I've got another one here. So I've just bought it. Brought it within range, and so that's that's flashing and vibrating and carrying on. So that's that's to alert you that um, you know you, you're too close, basically. Um, so so here uh, we are.
2: And it was the simplicity that I loved. So um, uh, basically, everyone gets to wear one of those when they come in the office. They uh, tap their HID ID card uh, on a uh, a kiosk uh, with uh, a tablet. So they can then automatically associate who they are with uh, which of those devices um, they're wearing. Um, Mm -hmm. And even if you didn't do that, you can just put one on your belt and uh, it it reminds you in a very reliable way if you're too close to someone. And it's really as simple as that. Um, And, um, you know, my experience was that it was forgiving enough that if you were, Walking past someone in the corridor, that you didn't get an annoying beep, um, yep. but it was uh, precise enough that if you were more than I don't know five ten seconds uh, sort of in stationary close, too close to someone, that it would uh, it would start making that noise, and it was enough to just remind people that they need to back off a little bit and stay at a safe distance apart. So, you know, we talk a lot about how precise ultra-wideband is, and there's obviously many applications for it. But this seems like an ideal application. And um, what I appreciated about it, because uh, like everyone running in a time deficit, it was very quick to set up. So you just uh, basically plug in this space station that uh, talks to everything um, and uh, connect the kiosk to the Wi-Fi, and then... uh, Plug the charger in that keeps those devices charged up between uses, and it was all off and going. And so I, it took me, I think, about an hour to commission the the whole thing. So, yep. congratulations! All, How's all, business all with that? All by design.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, look, look, it's it's um, it, it's good. It's been a obviously it's it's been a very interesting uh, time, and um, this is the last product that I thought um the next time i'm on i was on your show that we'd be talking about um, and you know the, the the simple proposition with what we've created is um tech and I, I think technology can play a huge role in um allowing people to get back to work or get back together um, because there's there's two aspects to 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 this solution um, one is as you've seen and as you've described, the the, the real time enforcement of social distancing, and so it's just that general reminder: hey, you're too close. And you know, in in, in an office, um, in a, in a work environment, and certainly in a construction um, uh, environment, you you, you and until you're wearing something like this, you don't really appreciate how close you're actually uh, getting to people. And so so it was very important that um, yes, it was it was simple to set up. Um, and, you know, there was that, that, that live feedback. Um, but, but the other important aspect of it is that association of the tag to an individual, um, which can be completely anonymous. So, um, you know, the, the, the version that you, you received was a kiosk with, with an HID card reader. Um, within, within our platform, um, we associate um, the ID of whatever, whatever card was tapped with the tag that was taken. Uh, and so there's no personal information on our side of it. Um, and the, w- where that's important is that um, you know if you're looking at um, as it relates to contact tracing for COVID, uh, it's approximately a 14 day window that you need to historically go back. And 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 there's there's ranges of different definitions of a contact event. Um, I think the consistent one globally is um, sub 1.5 meters or six feet, give or take, um, uh, for. 15 minutes cumulative over the course of a week. Um, And so it's very important to have that association with uh, something that you can link back to an individual and the tag, because they may have worn a different tag every day uh, during that 14 day period. So there's a lot of solutions that were kicked out the door very, very quickly in COVID, uh, UWB solutions that will give you that ranging, um, but you don't have that association Um, aspect of it and so we provide the opportunity to if you're querying a particular individual uh, we're reporting on that individual and the contact events regardless of how many tags were involved on on either side of that of that transaction Um, and the you know the 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 ease of the setup really gets back to um, you know this solution is tag to tag and so there's no reference to where are you um, in the physical space and where did that occur. Uh, now that's that, that that's possible with um, further iterations of, of fixed tags. Uh, we can we can get onto that architecture um, later on. But um, you know the concept is, is very very simple. Um, you know the the, the the tag. There we go. It's just just gone off again. Uh, I think there's another tag over here. Um, the, the 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 each tag will log um when another tag comes within range um, and how long that contact event lasted we can store a hundred thousand of those contact events locally on each tag and then via Bluetooth via our gateway which um, there's that's the spaceship I think you're referring to mm-hmm. um, uh, any tag that comes within a hundred meters of that via Bluetooth will receive a command to upload any events um, that, that are stored so so the the ability to to accommodate the um, that that uh, automated logging of those events uh think about vast sites where you, you don't need coverage at all times you're just covering maybe maybe the choke points and so a tag can go about its business record any events and then upload and then it sit, sits within our cloud platform and if no one tests positive no one has to log in and no one has to know uh, but if you do within a minute you know every single individual who was less than 1.5 meters of someone um, and so the the operational benefit of that um, is has been phenomenal, uh, particularly when you look at construction sites that have thousands of people. Um, you know, all, all, all they can do at the moment is is sideline a whole shift or work half shifts. Um, so you know, it's it's it's. A so very it's actually yeah, solution. it's the, the, there's a number of
2: aspects. One is
1: preventative,
2: so you're stopping people. You're you're helping to reduce the chance that someone will be close to another person for a sustained way. The the other one is simply uh, doing the follow-up and making sure that people who have been exposed unknowingly can get help uh, and be aware. Uh, But also, I guess the big uh, ROI is around, uh, and and you see it in, in schools where they don't have these system someone gets sick and then there's all these swathes of people who can't come in and they can't can't work so that productivity aspect has got to be a big part of the the uh the value i imagine
1: it 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 is and and i mean the way the way we're seeing it is you know this is a this is a physical insurance policy so you know we all have insurance and if you if you don't have a flood it doesn't mean you don't renew your insurance for next year um, and and you know this is um, uh, certainly as as we move into a, um, I suppose a, a vaccine um, some people are, are of the opinion of there's a vaccine we don't need to worry about we don't need to invest in anything and you know I, th- I think that's that's problematic on a number of levels because um, I mean, just the sheer logistics of, of vaccinating everyone—it's it's, going to take uh, quite some time. Not everyone is going to take the vaccine, so we, we're going to enter a world where um, uh, you know workplaces need to manage. Um, some people are going to be vaccinated, some people aren't. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a struggle getting people to wear masks. Are you, you going to insist that they get vaccinated? You, you know, you can't do that, um, and and so. Um, this level of, um, I suppose, visibility or traceability, I think, is is a is a cost of doing business moving forward, and um, so that that's the duty of care aspect from an, em- an employer or a workplace standpoint. The other aspect of it is it's a visual, um, uh, I suppose, uh, indicator to workers that hey, we've got your back. Um, you know, feel comfortable coming back together. Um, we're also doing a lot of work in the event space uh, for large large scale conferences looking to reopen again. Um, now it's fine to be able to say, hey, we're allowed to reopen, but the 1500 people that you want to congregate within that, that hall, they need a certain level of comfort to do it. And it's not necessarily just um, the authorities say we're allowed to. Uh, and so again, having this type of technology to say, listen, um, there's no personal information whatsoever. Um, and if something happens, we can instantly identify the people that need, need need to be alerted. And it's as simple as that.
2: Well, one of the things that I really like about it, it comes down to being British. So as an Australian, you may not feel the same way about this, but uh, being British, or at least having grown up in England, we're very kind of inhibited about <laughs> confronting people with awkward information like hey mate you're too close to me Uh, especially you have a work relationship you want to maintain those relationships and also you just sometimes forget to to do it but but it's amazing how social pressures can can get people to flex what they know is probably not good behavior And Mm -hmm. this device is very objective. And it's like, there's no embarrassment. You know, if, if the thing's beeping, then it's like obvious what you've got to do. You've got to back off a bit. And it doesn't require, you know, you can be the most junior person in the company who's being visited by the most senior person in the company. And you don't need HR to come in and arbitrate and suggest that, you know, more distance would be better. So I think that's got a lot going for it as
1: well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can blame it on the tag as to why you told the CEO to back off, basically.
2: Yeah, indeed. <laughs> um,
1: all of that's configurable. So um, you know, we haven't. Uh, you know, the, the, there's a number of n- number of steps that we took deliberately in engineering this product, and you know, our, our team has done an incredible job. Um, I mean, we we have. It, uh, probably achieved 18 months worth of engineering work in, in the space of four and a half, five months uh, from, from ideation to, um, you know, full certification. And, and, and it was done with a view of um, not a knee-jerk reaction, um, but, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it properly um, because it really it, it's really established a new, a new foundational architecture for Blue Cats moving forward. Um, and you know, COVID has just been the the, the catalyst um, of, of that. So you know, th- there's a lot of a um, uh, lot of configuration uh, capabilities. Um, obviously, the you know first and foremost the size. Um, so there we go. We're within one and a half meters of that one. But um, the size, you know, this has been designed for a rugged industrial environment. I um, think um, um, you know, um, mining, uh, oil, gas, uh, construction. And so, um, you know, the battery life, um, we've got a 30-day battery life. Um, and, you know, it, it's it, again, it's targeting uh, the, the, the workflow that charging something every single day um, is a deal breaker in, in, in many, many, uh, many situations. But, and, then, and then also being able to configure um, different tags. So you have some people in construction who, um, you know, if they're hanging drywall, for example, they're, they're going to be close to each other and so we can configure those tags to still log that event but don't flash and don't beep because the the guys are going to find a hiding spot for that tag really quickly um and and so it's and you know they they counter that uh, close contact with additional ppe um so it's very configurable um in, in that regard
2: yeah and then and in fact your guys did that for me i wanted to have a visual indicator first and then the audio indicator and that was yep. something that you did uh, just with a config change. Um, where you've talked to, we've talked about the benefits. I think the back to work thing is very interesting in terms of uh, uh, making people feel comfortable and having a defendable position to uh, uh, get back to normal as quickly as possible. But where, is, where are you seeing the most traction? Where, what's driving your sales at the moment?
1: Um, firstly, it's essential work that can't be done from home. Um, and so, you know, if you, if you have a look at the, um, you know, the companies that have really thrived, um, you know, through this, this lockdown, aside from all the streaming services and what have you, um, you know, it's, it's, it's everything to do with online purchasing, online shopping. Um, and so, um, and then, you know, if you take that a step further, um, you know, meat production, as an example, has been specifically um, uh, impacted. Um, and so, you know, targeting those environments where, um, their, their business has increased, so they they can't scale back production, um, and they can't do it from home. Um, now, uh, initially, um, I mean, every company had to really make it up as they went and say, "Okay, how do how do we best handle this?" Um, and so, we're we're in the stage now of um, as, as the penny drops with a lot of lot of companies we're talking to that. This is something we need for, I mean, some, some of our clients have indicated that this is a two, three year proposition, uh, having this level of traceability um, as that insurance policy moving forward. Uh, and so it, it does come down to individuals and organisations acknowledging that, hey, we need to invest in this. Um, some people are of the opinion there's a vaccine, let's take our foot off the gas. Um, and our time is better spent targeting and finding the people that are convinced and then amplifying their stories and, and the benefits, um, and so so it, it is that that essential um, um, essential work in terms of they they have more work to do, so they need to actually cram more people into a space, um, and then the other you know, the other aspect of it is um, that the work that can't be completed from home, but is critical in keeping the economy moving, and construction is is a big one. I mean, you know, a lot of the. Um, uh, uh, a lot of the economists are, are obviously saying that a, a way out of this is, you know, governments need to spend um, a lot of infrastructure projects, get people back to work. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was critical that, that um, you know, construction stays open. And, um, you know, there, there, there's actually an interesting study. Um, I think it was Edinburgh University um, analysed the number of the large construction companies in the UK throughout this shutdown and uh, productivity actually increased. And, and what they put that down to was just the the hyper focus on scheduling and and timetabling and understanding that okay you, we can't have everyone on site and so the electricians have this floor for this period you've got to get in you got to get out um, now now that's not um, that's not not uh, scalable moving forward it's and, and it's not viable so at some point you, you've got to um, open it back up and you know it, it really is that um, that that passive concept of uh, provided the tag is associated um, clip it on and just go about your business and, and just, just do your thing
2: so whilst I've got you here I do want to talk a bit about what's happening in the industry with regard to ultra wideband and bluetooth and just uh, get an update on that so you, you're good with moving on to talk yeah, about that absolutely. for a bit absolutely.
1: so absolutely.
2: How, how would you you know we I think last time we spoke then uh, Apple had announced that they were putting ultra wide band in the iPhone 11. Yep. 11 plus. It was. Was it the Was it the Pro or it wasn't in all of the iPhone 11s? I don't think. Is it now going to be in? Is it now in all of the 12s? Is it? It is. It is. It is okay. Yeah, the
1: new one chip. Uh, also in all their all their most of their powered devices really. Um, the earbuds. IPod, Um, earbuds. Earbuds. I don't think have. Have the U one, in them. Okay. Um, the headphones don't, um, from what I understand. Um, but look, it's um, uh, you know, as 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 we said, um, the 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 seismic shift um, really was way way back in the standards uh, meeting when uh, five Samsung representatives and five Apple representatives walk in and sat in the front row um, and. I, I think the, um, you know, we have, uh, the, there's a standard which is now authored, um, which, which obviously the focus there is to um, you know, lay the foundation for that interoperability um, piece that is so critical to this. Because on, on one hand, it's a bit of an arms race, but as we all know, interoperability um, needs, to, needs to exist. Uh, and, so, and so that, um, you know, that standard uh, has been authored. There's a number of working consortiums, um, you know, the UWB Alliance, um, FIRA, which we're actually um, members of. And, you know, you know FIRA is doing a fantastic job uh, from the perspective of uh, on a technical um, uh, side of things and also from a marketing um, and branding side of things, um, getting, getting everyone at the table and, and really um, trying to articulate what are the use cases, where is all this headed? Um, and how do we how do we further the overall cause of, of, of UWB? Um, so you know the, the the foundations are well and truly being laid. Um, you know we've seen Samsung come out with their their smart tag, um, with the UWB version uh, coming later this year, um, and I I think the uh, from from the tag perspective, I know Tiles flagged their UWB um, version and and the um, uh, the elusive air tags uh, from Apple um, I, I think power management is, is really the, the the thing that needs to be um, I suppose dealt with when it comes to those tags because as we know the, the 2 way ranging element of uwB is quite quite power intensive um, so I would hazard a guess that you know the reason that when we don't see air tags and, and other tags is that putting UWB in is one thing, um, uh, achieving a, uh, a respectable battery life and, and just, just an operating profile. That's a completely different proposition.
2: So it, do developers have access to these UWB radios? Is that how Tile is going to be doing its thing or is that all locked down?
1: Uh, it's locked down at this stage. Um, I mean, obviously Android is, is, is generally more open uh, than Apple, um, ever is. Um, but you know, a, a select few are starting to have visibility to those SDKs, and um, and look, that's that's really where um, we're we're focusing on creating an environment um, that, when access is available, then um, any of the smart devices get introduced into an environment, and they can they can perform just the way a tag um, uh, you know, would perform today. Um, and you know, the 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 use cases and and. Um, you know, just the the, you know, the possibilities um, are are amazing, and um, with the level of accuracy that you can achieve, um, and you know, it's really that that future that beacons, BLE beacons, kind of hinted at, um, you know, way back when. Um, but you know, Bluetooth is. Bluetooth is near enough, is good enough. UWB is is spot on, and I mean the best best description I heard um, was you know, from I think another another company pendant was, um, uh, you know, BLE's guessing, UWB's measuring.
0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com/tapiphone.
1: And 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 that's probably the probably good way a good way, to, good way to, to, to sum it up, but there's absolutely a role for both. And you know, I'll give you one example. Is you our, preempted our, me? I was, so,
2: going to, I was going to try and get you to say this is going to be the death of Bluetooth, but you're not saying <laughs> that. Okay.
1: No. Well, and 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 look, I, I think it'll be the death of Bluetooth being used where it shouldn't be used, or where it's where it's not 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 effective. Um, and you know, on a contact tracing, there's a number of Bluetooth solutions um, that that, that have, have gained quite a lot of traction. And you know the, the the price point is there, um, but but you get you know you, you're guessing. It, you, you don't have that level level of accuracy. And um, look, Bluetooth's not going away uh, by by any stretch. And I mean, part of the part of the the efficiencies that we can achieve um, with our safety tag is um, courtesy of Bluetooth. So um, you know we use Bluetooth in these tags to sense um, other tags that might be in the vicinity, and then. Um, the UWB module locks onto just those tags. And so, and, and that's a classic example of near enough is good enough. Um, you know, there's, there's someone five metres away, three metres away, you know, give or take. Um, and then UWB kicks in and you can really, um, re- really get laser focused. Um, and, and then also from, a, um, from, from an offloading data over the air update capability, um, you know, it's, it's the, the, certainly the best of both worlds. And, and, and you, need, you need Bluetooth to really get there. Um, uh, particularly if we're talking about random devices coming within range of, 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 um, of others and wanting to range, Bluetooth is a, is a brilliant um, triage, if you like, um, to then, then unleash UWB.
2: Very insightful. Um, always a pleasure, Nathan. Thanks very much for coming on the show.
1: No problem at all. Thanks, Steve.
2: I'm going to end up now uh with some thanks and acknowledgements which is not something we've normally done before so uh you know it takes takes us a while to say thank you in this case almost five years uh but uh, i do want to uh to thank uh uh, nelson fernandez for editing the podcast don rayner for uh, providing the uh the voiceover on uh, the uh, the opening credits jesse hazelrig our uh, producer and most of all you are uh, dedicated listeners if you're listening and watching now then you're part of uh, an elite set of uh, um, dedicated um, uh, iot auto id indoor positioning nerds like me we really appreciate your support please do rate us on uh Whoever is providing your podcasts uh, to you, and tell your friends. So, until next time, thanks very much, and see you soon. I don't know whether you've been thinking about music, but but actually, what I've started to do is uh, um, ask. Uh, my guests a bit about their, uh, um, their careers, their lives um, because I think it's kind of interesting for people to understand a bit about the people behind the technology. So, if you don't mind, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll start off with that.
1: Yeah. Um, look, the, the, I'm certainly living the, um, the, the advice of if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Um, I'm rarely the smartest person in any of our rooms and and I'm I'm happy to acknowledge that. Um, So, my my background isn't technology. Um, I was actually, um, I've been involved in in a number of ideas, trying to put um, TV TV screens in the back of uh, headrests in in cabs uh, here here in Sydney. all, all well before tablets. So it was an absolute nightmare uh, from a technology standpoint. It was before any decent uh, coverage or anything like that. But uh, there was certainly um, that desire to do something in technology. And then, um, you know, the, the, the way Blue Cats uh, really started um, was um, wanting to track you know, shopping carts moving around a grocery store. And and I was actually working at Kellogg's. I was I was in in marketing at Kellogg's, um, and uh, so understanding just the sheer amount of dollars spent in and around that um, that environment from a marketing standpoint, and even to this day, people have no idea how people physically shop and how they how they react to a to a store layout, and and so um, you know we, we we got thinking about um, just consistently tracking. The journey of people through through a store, and uh, to do that, we needed uh, some some robust tracking technology, and so you know this was this was in two thousand and nine, and that led us to uh, a company called Time Domain, based in Huntsville, Alabama, um, who turned out to be you know the original pioneers of ultra wideband, and then um, through a you know various um, uh, opportunities and 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 part of the journey, we ended up buying the technology out of out of time domain, which became PLUS, uh, location systems. And then at the same time, Bluetooth, low energy uh, was a thing. And so having a A, a AA powered device, everyone now refers to as beacons, uh, lasts for a number of years, was a reality. And so that was sort of a, a side, uh, initially a side project um, of the core UWB uh, company. And then that was set up as Blue Cats. Um, you know, back then, no one had any idea what UWB was, um, and RTLS as well. Um, you know, there was a, the, 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 there was still a lot of explanation around that. And you know, since since then, um, it, it, all the technologies have been merged, and obviously, the world is is a lot more aware of um, at, at, at least the benefits, or that there is something in real time, uh, real time location. And as we know, UWB has has been anointed by um, uh, the technology gods. And so uh, a lot of people are discovering it for the first time, which mm-hmm. is exciting.
2: Well, let's come back to you though, because the other half of the program is going to be about the, uh, the technology. And I think in, in many ways, you're living the dream. You're in S- Sydney. That's a pretty good start. But also you're the CEO of this really interesting company how did you get to be CEO of a really interesting company? Is it, was it something that you always wanted to do? Did you always want to be a, a leader of a, of, of a technology company?
1: Um, well, I, I knew, and you know, no disrespect to, to, to large companies um, like Kellogg's, um, but I knew I didn't want to be working in a large company um, and I'd, I'd worked in a number, number previously and it's it, it it's strange how at the time when you're doing something that you you know you're not it's, it's not really resonating um, with you um, but you you're sort of going through the motions and um, you know it's it's a very it, 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 it's a it's a tough decision to make to 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 jump um, uh, really not not necessarily knowing what you're jumping into but you know that you you, you don't want to be where where you are and um, and and I think everyone has those chapters um in in their lives that at some point down the track you you do something and every um every experience you've had makes sense and and so you know the 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 perfect example of that is you know going from a um from a technology perspective wanting to put tvs in taxis um and coming up against the, the the bureaucracy and red tape of of government and swearing never to have anything to do with that. Um, and then into um, you know, the world of, of breakfast cereals and FMCG. And then getting into what, what you know, obviously became Blue Cats was uh, tracking in grocery stores. Um, and so the technology aspect of it always had an interest. Um, and then leveraging uh, some of my experience and insight that I'd gained through, through the time at Kellogg's proved invaluable. Um, and so, so all of a sudden everything, everything made sense. Um, but I, I got into it, um, you know, there, there was a company looking at commercializing a smart shopping cart, uh, which, which originated in Texas actually, and, and, and was brought out here, um, by, by a number of investors, um, who, who I had a connection with. And, um, and so I, I got involved, uh, with that very early on and. It you know it turns out that uh, the original concept and the original direction that the investors wanted to take that was was flawed just from a you know the failings of the technology and and, and all the rest of it it was a hundred percent an advertising type proposition and um and 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 I could see past that and into more about um, just the concept of, of the value of the real time tracking and and the the instant visibility that that could give someone as to what is actually going on um, and. Uh, you know, as uh, w- w- within that um, original, um, I suppose startup, um, you know, there, there, there were a couple of guys, uh, you know, Kurt and Cody, who, who are now our uh, our co-CTOs, uh, based in Austin, Texas, and and they they were involved with that at that original startup, and um, we were, uh, we we could sort of um, you know sort through the rubble of. Um, uh, you know what what was really valuable here and and what was the real kernel of the idea that had legs and and so we we got together um, and um, you know were were and still are now very well backed by a single investor here in Sydney and and so you know then the journey began on on all things tracking and 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 you know we're we're lucky enough to still be here to tell the story and as i said all the all, the, all, all those, all those various trade wins completely out of anyone's control, are actually at our back now. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's a coming up on a 12-year overnight success. So it's good.
2: It's interesting. It's just to sort of pick on a few of the things that you've talked about. This fact that uh, everything seems to make sense in retrospect. Your experiences all added up to kind of the perfect resume to uh, to do what you were doing. I think you know that, that that's very often the case isn't it all but for that to happen you need to be willing to move around a bit um because you can have the perfect yeah. re- resume but be in the wrong place uh, so there's some yep. there's some flexibility and maybe a bit of luck to, to to be where your qualifications are exactly what's needed and then and I, uh, go ahead
1: Oh, I was going to say, sorry, interrupting. Um, it, it, it's a fine line as well, and and I think you know younger generations today. Um, they on one hand, the older generation are, are sort of looking at looking at younger generations and saying that they're impatient. Um, but at the same time, it's a you know you, you don't you don't work with an objective of getting a gold watch on your on your retirement uh, with with the one company anymore. Uh, so. No, but it is a fine line between um, reading the tea leaves and saying, I, I shouldn't be here, um, and focusing on the fact that, well, I am here, so let's let's get everything I can out of it. And at some point um, that'll pay off. And it's, I mean, when we've had a number of people leave us and um, I mean, not, not a lot, to be honest, we've been very fortunate, we've had very low turnover over the years, but people that have, have gone to other, other careers and other jobs um, you know, very apprehensive having that discussion and, and saying, "Hey, I'm leaving." Um, my first reaction with, with everyone is, "Congratulations for making the decision," um, because it, it is such a big decision, and making that decision sometimes is half the half the effort.
2: Yeah, and, and sometimes, not in your case, I guess, but in, sometimes it takes getting fired uh, to get you to laid off. There's a downsizing or whatever and that can seem like a tragedy. And then you look back and you realize, oh, well, actually, if it weren't for this horrible situation I was in, I might've been seduced into staying in, you know, a suboptimal place. So whether it's being laid off uh, or or just not liking your boss or whatever these, it's amazing how these bad situations can turn good. But how how did you end up, because you're the leader and lots of people want to be the leader, how uh, how how was it? You know, what are the things with you know? You're a pretty modest person, but why why do you, why did you end up being the CEO? Was it because you had a game plan, or was it because you had certain personal qualities? What what is it that gets you in that
1: job? Um, look, I I I think uh, from the, from the personal quality side of it. As I said, I'm not a uh, I'm not an engineer. I'm not a developer, um, and so. Um, I'm, I mean, every, everyone gets nervous and everyone's an, an, an introvert at some point, um, but I'm, I'm comfortable talking to people. Um, and so I think that's obviously um, uh, an, an important role. Um, you know, the, 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 the further you get up a, a, a particular org chart, um, it's, it's more about, um, you know, uh, storytelling, really. Uh, whether it's 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 consistently storytelling internally externally um what have you so uh i'm you know i'm relatively comfortable with that um and the uh at, at, at the outset it, the 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 roles were pretty clearly defined um you know it's not as if we're all um uh engineers vying uh to be the one who can crack the code and and and, and things like that um you know that the 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 aspect of the business that I was more than comfortable taking on um you know the, the the there are other guys in the organization that are more than happy for me to uh be doing interviews like this um and uh and and worry about the business side of it um and you know as long as they can they can stick their, to their knitting and and have the right context along the way and you know it's Every every organisation um, can 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 do a better job at that internal storytelling, particularly, um, and and we're exactly the same, particularly with distributed offices here in Sydney and and in Huntsville and uh, and in Austin. Um, but it's um, uh, you know that's that that's really you know how how things started out. Uh, it's certainly certainly not an egotistical thing to say. Right, I'm I want CEO and I'm not going to stand for anything else. Uh, it was more about hey, let's. There was a lot of gut feel in the early days. Um, there's certainly, um, you know, you, you won't find any evidence of, of uh, well, certainly me. Uh, I think most people in the industry back in 2011 saying this is going to be in the iPhone one day. Um, uh, but it, 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 it's just about you know, being able to um, you know, choose who you listen to. Um, and then at some point you've got to pick your line and run it. Um, and, and that that's what we've done. And as I said, we've been fortunate enough to, to, to remain very agile um, and, and be well-funded. And we're, we're still here to take advantage of it.
2: So do you think being less technical than the other founders, uh, the, your, your CTOs, has that helped in being more objective? Because I, I feel like um, being a leader in a technology company is super challenging. There's just so much to understand in terms of the market and all the technical decisions that uh, impact the business. Um, And it can get really complicated. And it seems like most of the good CEOs that I've known is they manage to boil things down into something simple that they can tell a story around and, and actually take a decision around is, is actually being less technical, helpful when you're in your position?
1: It, it certainly helps from the perspective of um, that storytelling. Um, and it's, look, don't get me wrong, it's it's still very difficult to, um, you know, approach a, a particular industry or an opportunity from a very technical standpoint and be able to cut through all the noise and just say, no, 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 here's what we've got to do. Um, but being able to certainly have an appreciation um, just through sheer uh, technical naivety um, uh, or ignorance from, on my part, to be able to just focus on okay, well, hang on, where do we, where, where do we want to be going, and who, who, who's going to, whose problem are we solving? Um, and, and and again, everyone can get better at that. We, we're, we're getting over time. We're getting better at it. Um, one one negative uh, to, to to not being that technical is obviously not being able to. Um, you know, look at the engineering team and say, "You guys said six weeks. There's no way in the world that's only going to take two. Um, you know, you can't. You can't really. Um, uh, you know, and, and look, that that's where there's there's trust. You know, you've got to trust that that the person next to you is um, is is provided. Everyone's got the right context. Uh, trust that you know what you've been been told is accurate. Um, and and so you know, my my focus. Um, and, and we're getting much better at this. Has been identifying the, the, the stage in the engineering process at which point do we then really engage the market, um, and and you know it's it's a it's it's a bit of a balancing act because you don't want to um, pick a large customer and say we'll make whatever you want because then, then you're effectively an outsourced dev house and you end up with something that only that customer needs. And then at the stroke of a pen, their leadership makes a change and and, um, and you know, you're left with the baggage. So it, it's a fine line between saying, okay, well, here's what we're gonna make and we, we reckon the market's gonna want this and saying, right, this is the direction we're gonna go. Um, we're gonna create a consistent product that will service everyone. And at this point, we jump off when we say, right, Let's get a product manager for healthcare, um, a product manager for construction and for various others. And there's alleged customization when under the hood, it's actually a consistent product. And, and so that's, that's sort of the, the position we're in right now. Um, you know, we've been able to sort of um, learn a lot of those, um, those processes along the way. So did you get a, a
2: product manager for those verticals?
1: No, uh, we, we do. we actually, uh, I interviewed one um, uh, last week and uh, we had got another interview after this. So, so we're, at, we're at that stage and, and, you know, we're engaged with key people that we've identified um, can represent scale or introduce scale into those verticals. Um, and, you know, it's about um, un- Firstly, acknowledging who brings what to the table. Um, We we, we bring value. Um, At some point we hand that off and someone else delivers value. Um, And so that's a combination of systems integrators, a combination of our own team going direct um, and and resellers and things like that. So uh, each one obviously has, there's pros and cons, and uh, there's a lot of um, support and infrastructure needed around um, those different models. And so it's just trying to put our best foot forward so that we can stick to what we're good at. And how big is Blue Cats now? Uh, so we're at fifty-two people okay. currently, um, and it's it's probably two-thirds in the US, um, and then uh, the, you know the balance here in Sydney, um, and so we've got all of our we're, we're, we're a completely full-stack operation. Uh, so everything from um, antenna design, um, you know, RF RF engineers through the board layouts, firmware, um, hardware design, um, and then software. Uh, both cloud and on-premise and then mobile as well. So um, it's, yeah, you know, we, we we've got that complete package and um, all of our hardware uh, is, is actually uh, designed and built in the US, uh, which is a very unique proposition compared to uh, in, in the market uh, for sure. Um, and so we, you know, we find that that gives us a, a greater degree of control um, and having the people that 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 have designed um, you know, the full stack solution um, means that they can be sitting with the with, with the contract manufacturer um, and, and overseeing um, things and um, at, at at the test house with the certifications and, and, and various things. So, um, anyway, as we all know, unless you're hitting the volumes um, that, that that are ridiculous, um, offshore production isn't necessarily um, you know, worth it from day one. Very interesting.
2: Well, I, I got to ask the musical question. Uh, I, I, we won't do the Mars thing, but just we, we've all been in lockdown. Have you found yourself listening to more or less music? Have you, what have you been listening to
1: recently? Um, it, it, actually less. And I mean, the reason is there's no commute. And I, I don't have a huge commute anyway, but um, you know, we, we all sort of uh, look forward to getting the car. Um, and so, I mean, I've got I've got four kids. Uh, the, the eldest is fourteen. The youngest is two. So, lockdown has been pretty um, pretty far. Now, I say lockdown. We haven't been in lockdown for quite some time. Um, life is 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 relatively normal uh, here in Australia, thankfully. Um, but um, the and obviously having done this a few times, uh, Steve, I, I'm, I'm actually going to. I'm gonna reserve the right to deviate and, and I've actually gravitated toward a couple of podcasts. Um, now, I mean, I, I, you, yours is a given, so that's that, that that's obvious. Um, Appreciate it. But, but, you know, there's two in particular. And um, I mean, I'm not sure whether you're familiar with uh, Scott Galloway, professor, Scott Galloway. So he, he's got a podcast called Prof G. Um, um, and- He's um, amazing. I, I listened to yeah, him with Kara
2: Swisher on their yep. uh, podcast. Uh, yep. Yeah, and um, well. I have to, I have um, to say, he's
1: uh, he cuts through. You know, he can he can articulate you know, what's going on. He's got a pretty pretty impressive crystal ball at, at, at times. Um, so, so I think that um, uh, you know that 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 one particularly I've, I've really gravitated towards. And then um, a little bit more light hearted, um, I recently discovered a podcast called Smartless, uh, which is um, uh, Jason Bateman, um, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. And and you know they just I mean you you talk about a brilliant um, a brilliant life they just get one of their famous friends on for an hour and they talk but it's it is very very funny um, yeah, nice and light hearted so now you know if I, if, I, if if you're going to hold me to music um, I've always been a good a big Jimmy Buffett fan uh, you know pretty pretty relaxed um, uh, type of person so um, probably probably a fair amount of uh, Jimmy Buffett Eagles. Um, and
2: that's oh, as well. So. I, I like the podcast one very much yeah i've been listening to a, a lot um oh golly there's um the, the there's a there's a a, a, a technology c- a commute one and for the life of me i can't remember the name of it i'm going to look it up uh but the the one i've been really enjoying is uh, is called the sopranos and it's basically a guide to the different sopranos episodes and because um uh, you know because uh, of the lockdown i've been uh, we've been binge watching uh, uh, different things and uh yeah uh, best show ever or certainly in the top few um and these guys are just fanatics and they have just very interesting insights into it the one i've been listening right. to is tech meme ride home um apparently uh it, it's what zuckerberg listens to or listen to at one point uh, keep up with okay. what's happening in silicon valley it's uh, it's pretty good very good well thanks for uh, sharing a bit about uh, uh how you got to where you got to and very interesting hearing about those podcasts and uh that that, that was that was great nathan appreciate it
1: no worries thanks